You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 22. This episode is brought to you by Bill's Ball Pouch. When you need more protection down there. Uh, No, wait, no, wait. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss. And tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, our co-hosts, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing awesome. Thanks. Of course, fantastic to have you guys here as always. Uh, no guests tonight is the first thing people may notice. And I figured we just had this massive double game week. We're coming on to a, a smaller double game week that starts really quick. And so I thought it'd be good to just be able to, to plow through some of the choices, maybe do some why him, not him uh, selections and just kind of keep it kind of tight. So just the three of us kind of running classic MLSFI classic right here. Uh, and yeah, we're going to go through. But of course, as always, uh, hello to everyone in chat. I would love to see how you all did, except for you, Patrick. I know how you did. Uh, but yeah, so let me know your scores and let's see how, how you guys did. Blaine. Yeah, I get a drink of beer as we get started. Yeah, 99. Um, not to, not upset, but not really happy with that score. Uh, made a few mistakes. Tenor Holm got a nice big zero in there. Would not have expected that from him. Colorado couldn't keep a clean sheet in two games on both matchups I like. Rosenberry got me a five, but not great. And then just New York didn't do anything for their defensive side for me. Johnson ended up with a three on the bench, so I went with Cripo on the back end for a four. Uh, Worked out well enough. I got an improvement, but could have done better there. And then probably my biggest mistake of the week was I was looking at my bench. I saw a 12, a 12 an eight and I was like okay this is great let's go dump my guy one of my last guys to play of the week and that was take Rusnak out and keep Maxi Morales eight and that one hurt a lot (laughs) Um, finished on a 99 I'm just I'm gonna have to make some big moves to make Champions League at this point and yeah just it was rough all the way around wish it would have been better Captain Moreno thinking that he was going to be the one, go with the midfielder, should have picked anybody else. Um, tons of good scores, just not enough to really keep pace. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I uh, I feel like I'm trash-talking Blaine and I'm not, but I had a good week and I did unfortunately beat Blaine and I'm not trying to kick him while he's down. I just made a couple different choices. I feel like when we all talked, we had, we had some similar ideas, we had some similar players. Um, I kept Barco. I, we talked about, I talked about this a little bit last week. I like him better when Yosef's playing and I like him better with Pineda. Um, so I went back and forth about it, but I had it on him from the beginning and just left it. I tend to tinker. So I just left it. Um, that helped. I got 116 this week, not enough to be older goaler, but I won the rest of my head to heads. Um, I also had a Tinner home zero and, and got 116, which made me feel pretty decent. Um, Brought heel in, which a 10 was from him was great. Um, got a couple of goals. I had Ola 
Um, I got shutouts for my defenders except for Tanner Holm. Um, and then I almost pulled him so many times, but I kept Rusnak and I'm glad that I did because uh, that paid out for sure. Um, but it wasn't one that I was expecting. Uh, but I missed on a couple people that I'd had and gotten rid of like Mihalovic, um, Yosef. But overall, I was I was pretty happy with where I ended up this weekend. Yeah, as for me, I finished with 101. Um, I, I went through a lot of different versions of this team. As some of you may have seen on Twitter, I was head-to-head with Patrick this week. And so I, I made a lot of changes as things were going. I was shooting stuff at uh, Blaine and Ashley on Twitter. It's like, this, no this, no this, ha! So I'm, I might have had Rustneck at some point. Uh, I don't know. The biggest change that I did, it was all about, the, it came all down to the captain for me this week. At the beginning of the, well, not even the beginning, at one point before kickoff, I had Barco and I had Martinez. And I had the captain's armband on, on Barco and uh, I ended up adding in Moreno as well. And I changed up my, my captain pick at that time too, and gave it to him. Uh, so that didn't work out, but otherwise I had uh, great scores on my defense, Rosenberry, the lowest with a five. I had uh, 12, 12 and 15 on my midfield. I had Martinez, DeRussi, had Morales coming off the bench with eight. I had Pepe come off the bench with six. Uh, my lowest score is four with, with Blake as my keeper. So if I had had Barco as my captain, I would have had like, I don't know, six more points, something like that. So otherwise, 101, not enough to beat Patrick, where after the price adjustments, the score adjustments today, I was no longer tied 102-102, but was down 101-102. to So bested by one point i was looking forward to our draw i thought that was very fitting but um yeah it did not did not turn out that way in the end uh, but let's talk about takeaways as for me i have to take a jump away just for a moment to to help with baby Roo. but yeah. uh as you guys i'll just uh leave it in your very capable hands and uh, when i come back we'll we'll just keep going on to housekeeping so you guys take it and i'll be back shortly yeah, so we we all overlapped a little bit in a couple of takeaways, so I'll try to not take from, from anything that you guys wrote as well, but um, this Atlanta click for me is official. Uh, we talked about it, I think, for the last two weeks. Um, Pineda coming in, I think, has really helped them. Playing at home also has really helped them, but they seem to be really finding a good system. I like them a lot offensively. Um, well, it's, it'll be interesting to see how they are away from home a little more, but Generally, you know, their offense is just really in full force. Reynoso is back. Um, that was a score I did not see coming, um, nor was it a performance that I saw coming. So I'm sure all of our our friends of the pod and, and friends on Discord that are Minnesota fans, um, which there's several of them, so I won't name them individually, but um, I'm sure they're happy to see, see that form back. He looked great. Um, and then I think this is the first time I've presented a formal apology, but I would like to apologize to Chicho of LAFC because I said I didn't think he could score on the road and he scored in each game, both of which were penalty kicks. So I feel like maybe I wasn't super far off, but he did score in both road games this week when I said I didn't think I wasn't confident uh, that he could score away from the bank since his scoring form was new. Um, and then the last thing I put on my list, I just wrote Rusnak. And I think anyone who even paid attention to him this weekend, even if you didn't have him, um, he's just back to producing this whole first half of the season, I would say, right? Blaine, he was not producing numbers. No. He was playing every game, but he wasn't producing the same way 
at all. Not really sure what's changed for him. This wasn't like when Freddie Yars left, everything just changed. Um, he's been doing well, so well the last few weeks, month, month or two even, um, that he is my go-to RSL mini over Krylak now. And so, yeah, his point production this week was just insane. So that's, those are my takeaways. What do you got, Blaine? Yeah. First one to jump out, Colorado picked up two more draws this week. No yeah. clean sheets. We've been high on this team for clean sheet potential. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Price is still a monster for regular scores. I mean, a 10 and an 11 this week, that's always good. But that's not a defense that we can count on right now. Um, I don't know. They can turn it around. But it just it makes me nervous when I see a team like that get three straight draws, giving up goals each time. Yep. The team that prides himself on defense, and that's how they win games. And if the defense isn't there, what are you going to do? I do feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, I've seen some adjustments to their lineups in the last couple of games, right? Like, it doesn't – at least when you look at it through the app and stuff – doesn't look like they're putting out the exact same formation and the exact same lineup every week, which maybe that's part of it. Yeah, I, I don't think so. That defense was kind of fluctuating to start the season, but the defense still looked good to start the season. They've been interchanging the pieces up front a lot and that doesn't bother me so much because it's the way this team's built. My committee, uh, it's just, we haven't really picked up any other attacking players because we don't know who's going to be the guy that way. Yep. I mean, Reed's favorite Barrios is in there sometimes and has a great week, but then Galvin gets to play in front of him or Estevez or John Lewis. Yeah. Lewis. Yeah. Like they've just got, they've got about six guys that are playing for about three starting spots and they're just rotating constantly. So it's, yeah. it's really hard there. Yep. Uh, wanted to echo you. Rusnak's leading the charge, but RSL is firing on all cylinders right now. Uh, monster week of goals for them. Um, yeah, Rusnak was involved, but there are lots of guys getting involved there, too. They're a team you could theoretically double up on if you wanted to. Um, and then the other one that is a little bit harder to pick is FC Dallas is still kicking like crazy. But mm-hmm. one day it's Ferreira, another day it's Pepe, then it's O'Brien. It's getting it's, – it's basically what Houston did to us a couple of years ago. They've got a two-goal player every game, but mm-hmm. who is it? And having to pick that guy has been tough. Yeah. Uh, but when we're <clears throat> Texas, I don't think we can get a bigger surprise than the way Houston played this week. Yeah. Uh, Coke showed up out of nowhere, got two goals, um, just Houston getting wins. They've been kind of our pushover team this year, a team that we've bet against a lot, and they just showed up out of nowhere and played like crazy. Um Shocked me. I bet against them a little bit. and It didn't work. Um, team that may be getting a little overlooked, and I don't think we should overlook them too much this week, um, is San Jose. Mm-hmm. Seven goals in a double game week is massive. Yeah, Lopez, I, I mean, I didn't even – I don't even know if I knew who he was before yeah. <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, I just – out of nowhere, San Jose starts – running the score up on people didn't win one of those games. One of those was that four, three thriller with RSL. Yep. But the San Jose, San Jose team that can score goals is a dangerous thing. And mm-hmm. something you've got to watch out for in fantasy. And it sounds like they found they're, they're clicking and just, they've got something together because they're doing, they're starting to run up scores on people. Yep. And then just one final one, I got to throw it out there for Ari. Uh, Gola Kamara got his hat trick this weekend. Yep. Uh, 
18 points, huge round. Anybody who listened to Ari and took him, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, DC's been fun to watch, not the most consistent team, but man, when they're, when they're playing well, they look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, just kind of, he's not here right now to go, to go for read a little, he, he wrote some of the things that you and I've already touched on. Um, Blanco really seems to be back, which I think is massive fantasy implications. Um, and huge implications for the Timbers in general. They are a better team when he is playing. He makes the people around him better. Felipe Mora scores more with him in. Um, you know, they they are a better team with him, and he's definitely picking up the bonus points. He's getting involved in the attack. Um, Reed also mentioned that Nathan seems to be slowing. Um, I don't feel comfortable saying that in a place where I think Tyler can hear me. Um, but I think maybe, um, you know, I don't know if that suspension maybe took a little wind out of his sails. Uh, and then I, I think it is important to highlight, which we just did the shakeup in Dallas where they fired Luchi Gonzalez. Um, like you, I've, I've kind of been drawn to some of the Dallas players recently, but I never know. It's hard to, to pick out who. Um, when Pepe got back from international duty, I think that was a lock that made the most sense. When he was gone, Pereira also was the one that was clicking. Um, but now with the coaching change and uh, the way that they lost the, the Texas Derby, uh, I think a lot of times we see coaching shakeups obviously have implications in fantasy. So that's a good a good point by Reed. Um, something to to watch out for. Should we go into housekeeping without him? <laughs> yeah, let's just go right into housekeeping. You want to you wanna take it? Yeah. Uh, Reed, Reed gave it was nice enough to list all of our league updates. So mm-hmm. our classic leagues, um, Fantasy Boss and Reddit is still being won by Nawajawa. Crazy year for him right there. Yeah. Uh, been up there pretty much all season. I don't know that we've really talked about any other names. I know I think it was last week Cam from Discord, feeling kind of rad, uh, jumped in the top and he was able to defend it this week. And then in our Patreon open, uh, Ryan, uh, MLS Fantasy Stats, has yep, jumped yep. up to the top of that league for us, which is always exciting. Yeah, he is crushing this year. Yeah, yeah. Not just in that league in general. Every time yeah. he plays his team the next week, I'm always like, oh. Well, I believe uh, Cam and Ryan are both top 10 in the yeah, game. I think so, too. And that was, I think, top 20 if he's not top 10. Yeah. These leagues are, are heated. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, head-to-heads, Sombrero FC winning, or still at the top of both Discord and Patreon, and then still, somehow, Schuler is uh, leading the Invitational 16-0-5 on points. So The Invitational is closer this year than it has been in previous oh years, so I will say that. Normally, normally at this point in the, league, in the league, there's two or three players that are four, five, six games ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, there's a handful of teams that are just two games back. This yeah. year has been crazy good competition yeah. way up there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the round starts this Wednesday, September 22nd. Uh, there's three games, but not all the teams playing on Wednesday are on doubles. So the three games on Wednesday are Miami versus Nashville, kicking off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then at 8 p.m., New York Red Bull, New York City at Red Bull Arena. 
and Chicago versus New England in Chicago. So the double game week teams this week are both New York's, New England, Nashville, and Chicago. But the dicey thing for me is that the New York teams play each other twice, once at Red Bull Arena and once in Brooklyn, or not, it's not in Brooklyn, I guess, but at Yankee Stadium. Um, so we can, we'll talk about that when we get into the week, but that is a, is an odd one for me. The double home games are Chicago and the double away game this week is Nashville. Um, Reed has, there's no buys or sorry. Yes. There's no buy team. Um, the best team to probably single game week team to throw to for your switcheroos or scrubs is Atlanta, um, or anyone else from those last two games. So, Sporting or Seattle, um, sorry, I said Atlanta and I meant Austin. Sporting or Seattle uh, or Austin and L.A. are the latest games of the week on Sunday. Um, so if you're looking for switcheroos, those are the teams to, to probably pull from. Um, and then, Blaine, do we have some suspension and injuries to talk about? I haven't had a chance to go through all the yellow and red cards. Um, the only big one I know you you were kind of bringing it up today. We've heard it around. Ladero had knee surgery again. Uh, Undisclosed amount of time out. Um, probably, yeah. Probably season ending on this one. For maybe fans. they tried to like make it seem low key, if that makes sense. And he didn't travel this weekend, so I think he already had it. Um, it was to clear up scar tissue, but he's had that surgery before. Um, so I, I don't feel comfortable saying season ending, um, but I feel like, I mean, just don't pay attention to him for a while. <laughs> it's not going to happen in two weeks, I don't think. I'm just thinking as far as fantasy is concerned, this is season yeah. I think you're probably right, for sure. He'll, yeah. he'll get some cameos at the end of the regular season to get prepped for playoffs, yeah. but as, mm-hmm. a starting fantasy, as a starting player and as yeah. a as far as fantasy form goes, yep, I probably right. done for the year here, and we'll see him next year. We had a couple of red cards this weekend. I I feel like Nani got a red card. Um, I don't want to like slowly go through everything from last week, but there definitely were some good. Yeah, I red cards. <laughs> uh, now I can't. And um, we. Yeah, maybe take a take again. I feel like they've already um, they've already updated those in the game. It looks like, um, but I know Nani got a red, and I don't think he was able to sit that one out. I feel like that was the second game. Um, Be really quick, we haven't. Um, I don't have Nani on a red. I have Antonio Carlos on a red. Okay, thank you. Um, oh, what was that? Atanga for FC Cincinnati also picked up a red. Mm-hmm. Oh, the big one for the weekend was Alexander Ring picked up his red. Yes, you're right. And, and towards the end, so he will miss And then Bagal for Miami also picked up a red. Yep. And I'm sure we might be missing someone. We're sorry. Um, but... I, don't have, I don't have yellow cards at the moment. Um, that's just what I could get on reds. I'm sure that the list will get updated if you go ahead and find that on Discord, though. Welcome back, Reed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for uh, keeping on, keeping on. I am uh, ready to talk promising games. We've covered everything from last week. 
Fantastic. Uh, well, then let's move on to uh, our picks for upcoming for round 22. All right, final segment. Let's talk about player picks. But first, let's start out with our promising games. Ashley. Yeah, I this week feels weird for fantasy, but at the same time, there's some games that I'm really kind of paying attention to, but not enough of them are teams on doubles. So double game weeks, I like I like the New England games, even though they're both road games. I'm kind of into Nashville. I don't know that I'll go crazy with them, but I, I do like both of those teams and their matchups. Um, like I said earlier, I'm, I have this weird aversion to the double New York Derby when both teams had doubles this past week. Um, that's not going to be reflected in what I'm, who I have on my team right now, but something about seeing that just made me feel off. So I, I'm not sure what it is, but that is not on my promising game week. Cause it's the same game. That's just twice. I like Atlanta at Philly. Um, Philly's looked a little inconsistent. Montero is now with them still. Um, but Atlanta's firing on, on all cylinders. So I'm interested to see how that works out. Um, again, I always feel like we have to harp on read inadvertently every week, but I also like Cincinnati at DC. Um, I think the way that DC is playing, that's going to be a good game for points. Um, but I also think Cincinnati's figuring out how to find goals. So I don't know. I don't know what that'll look like. Um, I also like LAFC at San Jose. It's, it's a version of a California rivalry, even though it's not, um, San Jose is scoring a lot of goals, but leaking a lot of goals. And LAFC seem to be struggling to get goals away from home that aren't penalty kicks. So I'm interested to see how that looks for fantasy. And then just strictly from a non-fantasy reason, re, you know, reason, I like um, SKC Seattle because that whoever wins that game is first in the West. Um, so I think that that should – I'm hoping for an, an all-out game – um, I don't know that I want to touch it from a fantasy perspective because I'm not sure where it's going to fall. Um, I'm not cocky enough to say that I think Seattle's going to walk in there and, and put a bunch of goals up. So um, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch that one, but I am excited to watch it. Blaine. Yeah. DC Cincinnati was one of those first ones that just mm -hmm. jumped out. You see what they did last week and you look at playing Cincinnati at home. That's just gotta be on your, on the radar. Um, I've been a little down on Nashville for road form to a degree, but going to Miami and then to Chicago is kind of a tasty set. I Mukhtar on the road has been hit or miss, not nearly what he is at home, but these are two great matchups for road games. So I think uh, it, it's, it's hard to overlook that on a double game week, given who they're playing, even double away there. Those are, really nice um minnesota houston's another one that's really caught my eye um these are teams that can give up some goals these are teams that are scoring right now um if reynoso and fragapane are healthy at the same time look out this one could have some big fireworks and then i really singled out the new england orlando game i mean new england's playing twice which you could throw in both of their games but no antonio carlos some rotation for orlando never quite know who's going to come out for that team. Nani's been, Nani played the midweek, got himself a red card and got suspended. Thanks chat for that. So he's back for the next game, but who knows what's going to happen there. And Orlando is one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams where it could be really good or really bad. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you get healed two more on a second game in getting back into it after the injury. That just could be the one where he explodes. And so I'm. It, it's really, really tough to look away from this game and not say I want to triple up just for this one. Ooh. Uh, yeah, for me, you guys covered uh, everything that I that comes to mind immediately. Just some other, from a fantasy point of view, I'm interested in seeing both Nashville games. There was a really good discussion in the Fantasy Boss Discord. Quick plug that uh, you should check out the Fantasy Boss Discord. Uh, talking about Nashville on the road and sort of per- expected goals and are they underperforming, overperforming, and they're not as good on the road, but they usually find a way to score. So I'm interested in just seeing how that holds out during this double game week, especially with them both having a double away team. I'm also interested in seeing the Minnesota Houston game with Reynoso back in action and Houston doing a little bit better than I kind of expected Houston to be doing at times. But uh, of course, I know you guys probably mentioned this in the housekeeping. One of the takeaways I had was um, new coach at Dallas, which you out at, at Dallas. And so who knows what's going to be happening with them, but that's, that was a, a derby that did not go very well for them last week. So uh, lots of things moving and shaking, but so I'm interested in that just for sort of fantasy research hand motions there for those of you listening to us on the, on the podcast. Um, even so close to the end of the season, I still want to see how some of this stuff plays out. Um, I'm also really interested in the Philly and Atlanta game, mostly because of how powerful Atlanta has become and just seeing how some of the CCL stuff is impacting Philadelphia and what's going to happen. I, I, I saw some other teams earlier this week that that have some Philly players in them. And I understand why people go with Philly a lot, but I, I, I think there's some of this, this hangover that, that we got to watch out for with double game weeks and international stuff. And, I'm keeping an eye on Philly and with Atlanta powering through it. I want to, I want to see more of that. So yeah, just some other things, other fantasy thoughts that I'd like to just interested in picking up from, from these games. But enough about thinking, let's talk about who we're looking at for our players this week, keepers, defenders, and clean sheets. Blaine, who do you like? Yeah, this one's tough. I don't, I, I had trouble picking these. Um, like Colorado was one of the few names that kind of jumped out at me for a clean sheet just because they're playing Toronto and Toronto has been struggling to find goals. Um, we never know who's going to play, who's going to rotate. Paz and Soteldo seem like they should be locks to start, but then they rotate some. This is going to be in Colorado at altitude. So that's just another, another strike against the Toronto team. So I really like Colorado for a clean sheet, but I'm curious how Nashville is going to travel with theirs. And so I'm actually looking at my goalkeeper set being Willis switched, switching into Melia. Uh, I can see both Willis scores this way before I have to decide whether I'm keeping it. I mean, it's two road games, but it's Miami and Chicago, both teams that have struggled to score at points this season. And Nashville has a good defense on their day. Um, seeing both and then being able to switch is probably best case scenario this, this week. Uh, don't know what Seattle's going to do rotation-wise on it. They've got the midweek game for League Cup. Uh, SKC's so-so on defense. They have good games. They have bad games. So it kind of depends on rotation. You could easily go to Fry, but I don't think that's a good idea. And then you've got – I mean, you've got the L.A. game on the back end, L.A. and Austin, both teams that can score, both teams that have had solid defenses at times. I mean, you've got four goalkeepers there that you can go for go with after seeing both Nashville scores. 
And I just think I want to see both Nashville scores. And Melia makes the most sense right now. But seeing lineups may change that a little bit. Anything else with your defense? defense sorry. I, I was giving you pause because I was waiting for you to sit defender. Yeah, it's been a long day. Fontas um, yeah. is my easy one. Bonus points are all over the place. Uh, I'm not so shy about the New York Derby. I'm going to go with Tolkien this week. I think he's playing well. This is going to be one of those. I could see a potential multi-goal win for one team on the midweek and then a multi-goal win for the other team on the weekend. I think you've got your chance to get your points either way. So I'm going with Tolkien. And then a name that I have, we haven't thrown out this year at all, but he's just on form right now. And that's uh, Franco for Atlanta. Been scoring, been scoring. Yeah. Yeah. His average over the last three is over 10. Um, When they're tearing it up, he's been getting involved. Um, why not go with something a little different? Philly's in, in somewhat in flux. They're a good defensive team. But if Barco, Moreno, Martinez are all firing like they are, why not try to snag one of these defenders that's been getting points and see what can happen? Um, I've got some ground to make up, so might as well throw it out. And then Patrick's telling me Franco's suspended. You'll get it. There you go. Yeah, so no- That's why Patrick's here, to beat me by one point mm-hmm. and to keep you honest. Yeah, all of us, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe, I, maybe it's Lennon in his place then. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Lennon is also a good bonus point producer. It is yeah. a road game at Philly, but he's still going to take some of those free kicks. He's still getting up the field. Yeah. He's, he's no Franco, but it's close enough. Yeah. Uh, well, who? I... Uh, I like Matt Turner this week. Um, I, I always hesitate with a team that's not a double home, um, but I like New England is playing. Um, I, I don't want to say that they're slipping. I don't think that that's a fair statement to say, um, but I don't know that they are quite um, the clean sheet powerhouse that they were at a different part of the season. Um, and then I'm, I'm thinking of going to Hamid or to Tyler Miller, which I know sound a little interesting. Um, I won't be able to see, you know, the end of either game if I do that. Um, the Or sorry, the end of the second New England game, I have to make my decision off the first one. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of toying with, with who I want that backup keeper to be. And, and those are the two names that popped out to me based on the schedule. Um, I like Andy Nahar this week. I, I thought he did really well on international duty and it made me want to pick him up when he got back. Um, I also like Tolkien. I, I've kind of talked before about how I like him in the way, in the system they're playing him in uh, more than I've liked some of the other Red Bull defenders. Um, I'm also considering Brandon by this week uh, and, or a Nashville defender. I just haven't really decided who to go with. I could be wrong and have my finger on the pulse incorrectly here, but I feel like Walker Zimmerman is someone people aren't picking up as much as the Romneys and the Lovett. So I might try to go with, I mean, we should, he's the most expensive. He's just been hurt. Um, I don't know if he'll, if he'll go both. Um, I tend to do a winger over a center back, but I'm looking at the natural defense. So depending on what that first lineup shows me at Miami, um, that might decide who I who I pull from from their defense. As for shutouts, I skipped this inadvertently. Um, I don't have like a clear clean sheet 
game um, that I'm that I'm super into. When I scrolled through the games, I could have seen a goal in any of them. Um, I think that Colorado is a is a good shout blame for sure. I think that maybe even with the lack of goal scoring form LAFC is in, except for penalties, the San Jose maybe, um, Vancouver maybe uh, with with Dallas in town, but nothing jumped out at me to a point where I was like, Oh, I need to throw at least one of these guys on my team. So um, that might not be helpful, but I'm going to say, go with your own gut this week when it comes to, to clean sheets or look at what Ryan puts out because he's hardly ever off. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to default to Ryan as well for the clean sheet predictions and not even go with them. Most of the guys that I had that did well this week got bonus points or goals. So <laughs> I'm going to go there. Uh, so goalkeepers. So the first of these sort of head to head things for you, Blaine, I'd like what you're saying. I like being able to preview the games and then going with the solid keeper at the end. Hadn't been uh, thinking about Malia a lot myself, but, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially depending on what Seattle rolls out. And uh, I'm sure you all mentioned the Nico news mm-hmm. earlier on. Yeah. So uh, the question is, you're looking at Willis when Turner is also an equally good option for giving you the two game preview, one home, one away. When I look at this and I see that Nashville is going up against Inter Miami, who did just lose 4-0 to Red Bulls, but has the potential to score on a road game. And then they're going down to Chicago. Definitely the better of the two games, but you have New England who is going to be going against Orlando and then away at Chicago. So they both go against that weaker Chicago team. What gives you the confidence of Willis over Turner? Because I'm like, Ashley, I'm looking at Turner as a primary keeper. Yeah. Gut feeling a little bit. Okay. I mean, this is a fantasy podcast. We can go with that. <laughs> I, I just... You don't go Turner very often, not to make a paint with a brush work, but I, you say Willis more, I, I feel like. Yeah, so I do. Um, that thing. I, li- I like Turner a lot. Like, there's no, there's no denying that. It, it's generally when I'm looking at New England, I'm looking at three players from other positions, and so the opportunities to take Turner haven't been there. Um, I don't know. It's just Chicago at home is a team that makes me pause a little bit. Um, they can score. They've got guys that have proven they can do it. I I don't know. Maybe this is just one of those tra- – I'm feeling trap game for New England here that they're going to give up a goal against Chicago. And then Orlando's one of those teams that they've got a little bit of everybody. And I don't know. These are just two teams that I see as scrappy and can find goals even when they're completely outclassed. Um, Miami and Chicago. I mean, again, it's Chicago at home versus Nashville, but it's Miami. I just – I don't know. I'd love to see Ryan's odds on this one and see where he thinks the clean sheet's going to come from, what the odds are of keeping a clean sheet over one of the two games to see if the, where the math checks out. I just, I don't know. I just got that feeling with Willis there kind of overlooked Turner a little bit. I was looking at the Orlando game kind of missed that They were the Chicago game. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I've kind of got that feeling about, Willis and Nashville, they've been just a little bit more of a sure thing on defense throughout the season, and I'm kind of rolling with it. So I will say, also with Chicago, though, this is the middle of three consecutive double game weeks for them. So the last two were on the road. 
the next four are at home, yeah. but this is still the middle of a six game and given, yeah. game series of, of those yeah. three three weeks of doubles. So, so I mean that that's a lot. So really deep dive on you here. Uh Stoyanovich played Wednesday, did not play on the weekend, so he is primed to play Wednesday against New England. And I think he's the guy that gives New England more fits. And if they keep with that rotation, he won't be playing against Nashville. And I think he's one of the more dangerous players they've got. I mean, it's just it's all the way things shake out there. You're not you're gonna actually be able to see both lineups on Wednesday night. You'll be able to see who's going against who, if what Chicago's putting out there, if that helps make a decision. I just it's with the rotation, it's just kind of one of those gut feeling things. I think I can justify Willis but I'm not going to sell anybody on moving away from Turner to Willis. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, and, and Nashville has done better with limiting shots mm-hmm. overall. New England's in the top third. Nashville's in the bottom third of, of teams that allow shots. That, that's total. That's not looking at home and away. Um, yeah, for me, ultimately, though, I, I worry about the road. And, and that's just been – something that's ingrained in me as a fantasy player. I worry about the road. And so I'm primarily looking at, at Turner. Originally I was looking at Hamid. I'm still considering Hamid. I like what you're saying though, with, with um, that later game with sporting Kansas city, but Hamid is hundred percent because it's Cincinnati. However, we have seen DC let the goals in. So they're not necessarily, I you almost, I almost want to say I like offense against Cincinnati maybe more than I like defense against Cincinnati because we always seem to not, not always, but it is not, it is often enough that you can be like Cincinnati gets a goal and it just kind of comes in there. And so they're not necessarily that team where you're going to always bank on a clean sheet. So with that in mind, I do like that. And if we take off Hamid, I I have no idea when the world's going to happen with that double New York Derby. That's, that's just something I don't even want to touch. I have no faith in the Columbus defense at this time, especially against Montreal. That's got some, some magic going well, to them. Reed, let me, um, let me jump in here. You're looking at all of those kickoff times that are within 30 minutes or an hour of the yeah. kickoff. Like you can't really run a, a safe new uh, Turner to Hamid because you're going to miss that second game. No, this would be, yeah. Anything that, unless you're looking at a later game, on Saturday or a Sunday game, it's going to be going off of that first game. Yeah. That's that's for sure what it is. And so, and that's what I do like about going with Sporting Kansas City. I mean, otherwise you're looking at Portland, RSL, Vancouver, mm-hmm. Dallas, or San Jose, uh, LAFC to really be safe for that. And I'm not sure about all those. All of those are really shaky for me if I'm going to go with two single yeah. game week keepers. That being said, I think you, you absolutely could go with two single game week keepers. <laughs> I don't think though that that running by, I think you have plenty of defensive options this week that you don't have to feel pressure to get a new England defender that you could go with Turner. If that's a quality that you feel, especially if it's against yeah. Chicago at the beginning of the week. But uh, I just wanted to touch on that real quick as our first little player breakdown right there. Otherwise for defenders, I'm also looking at Fontas, just raw bonus points. Uh, I'm looking at DC as well. Like Ashley, um, I have Calvo in my team right now, and he is 100% there because I threw in players to talk about tonight, but that's definitely going to be a spot that I put in a scrub. I just don't trust Chicago for clean sheets, even as a double game week team, even as a double home double game week team. Um, But if I was going to pick someone, it would probably be Calvo or uh, Bornstein. Those would probably be the two 
who I would look at if I was if I was going to stick with the Chicago player. I have Calvo right now on my team. Uh, I do have Tolkien right now as well. I like that he's been playing up. That's also why I like Rosenberry. If you're looking at Chicago or sorry, Columbus. Um, if not that, I, I like Wilson. He got the goal this last week, but I've go back in the podcast. You'll hear I, I've been a big fan of Wilson for a long time. And of course, Abu Bakar is good for, for bonus points usually. But so they have some good options there if you do want to go with a uh, Colorado player. And then I do like New York City FC. I have, um, I, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that guy. You know, I'm not. Uh, Thor Ronson. Oh, I think that was pretty close. Thanks. Thanks. We'll go with Thor. Okay. Um, I've got him right now with some of that, that, uh, some of those options, but again, he's another one that I'm not a hundred percent sold on. I, I kind of like the New York options a bit better. Um, or maybe with one of the, the New York guys who we know more consistently, but I like some of his recent point production right there is where I was looking at Thor, but, um, let me check my notes real quick. Anybody else I wrote down other options. Of course, Gutman, I think is a, a, a player favorite of this podcast because of bonus points. Um, if you are wanting to go with. Miami, which I don't think that's a great idea, but if you wanted to roll the dice and see how that worked, if you don't think Nashville is going to be able to score since they are not as good on the road, maybe um, because they're missing LGP and they're missing both of their. Yeah. I can't even let you say it. I don't, I don't, okay. I was just, I was just going to try (laughs) to throw some things out there for the people, Um, but I won't do it. I won't do it. I will say uh, I'm also, I am also not looking at at Nathan this week for San Jose. He's just been on a little bit of a slump, and um, LA can have things can happen. They've they've done things with with their kids and with the LAB team. So uh, I'm not I'm not as high as on something like Nathan or even looking at um, some of the Vancouver options. New things are happening in Dallas. They have America Striker, so who knows what could happen down there as well uh, with, with a, a goal coming in for, I guess, up there as well, going up there to Vancouver. But uh, so there's some other options there, but I think we've covered a lot of them and I like that little head to head there. I don't have any defenders to go head to head. You guys have one uh, to go I with? I mean, I guess you could do a Red Bull defender in NYCFC defender. Um, but I think if you look at the names that we've put out there are Tolkien um, and then Thor, and I don't even know that you could can compare them necessarily. Um, but and I think those games are so crazy yeah. with what could happen to the score lines that those are games that you just want to throw clean sheets out the window, and you really want to look at bonus points. You, or for people like like Tolkien, yeah. the the ceiling potential. When you play at Yankee Stadium, it seems like center backs get more bonus. I I, I don't have a ton of data to back this up. It's more from watching because there's a lot of sending the ball in because that field is just so narrow. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think we, we talk about this a lot, the difference between picking up a center back who gets bonus points and a wing back who's playing offensively. Um, and with those two games, I like someone who's getting offensive bonus points more. Yeah. So. Uh, well, let's talk about midfielders, Ashley. Yeah, I mean, I just love a fantasy week where Carlos Heel is getting double digits. Um, so I enjoyed that from him this past week. So I'm just going to slot him right back into my team. I don't know that I think he'll go both. I think comfortably um, we could see 120 out of him. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't read a ton about 
you know, how much he's participating in training. But Bruce Arena, we this we have talked about, drives guys into the ground. Like it's the best, it's the best formation and the best lineup every week. So I don't know that he'll overplay him, but I don't feel incredibly confident he'll go both, but I'm still gonna have him in my team because three quarters of a game from Carlos Hill is better than a full game of a lot of people. Um, I keep going back and forth about Mukhtar. Um, a couple weeks ago, Blaine talked about how his, you know, he doesn't have the best road form, but, and then Mukhtar scored a lot just to prove Blaine wrong. But generally, Blaine was right. He doesn't have the best road form. He just had a good game in Atlanta that week. Um, but, you know, their matchups I do like um, from an offensive perspective. So I'm, I'm going to consider him. And then I'm going back and forth between Medina um, and Maxi. I feel like Medina just popped back in um, and went crazy. Uh, I don't know if I think that that is super on form, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know if I think he'll play both because he just came back. I don't know if he'll um, produce the same way in both games. So I I keep going back and forth between the two of them. And I said this last week, although I said it incorrectly because they weren't playing at that field. I like Maxi at Yankee Stadium. He picks up so many points in the middle of that tiny, tiny field. Um, so I'm going back and forth with the, between those two. I like Reynoso if he's going to play again. I mean, gosh, to go in L.A. and produce like that, you know, we've never disparaged his name on this podcast, and I never will. Um, so he's hard not to look at with a home game back from injury. Um, and then I have some maybes that I keep floating around, which is Mihalovic at Columbus, a team that I feel like is struggling defensively. Um, galled at home against a kind of wobbling FC Dallas team. Um, and then I hate to kind of hop on a bandwagon, but also I think it's important to pay attention to the hot hand. So I don't know if trophies um, is someone to look at for San Jose, again, playing a LAFC team that I, we didn't mention this at all in the recap, didn't play a Twesta this week um, in either games. Um yeah, I had him on my team, and I was Spencer. like, no, that's fine, because that let me, that let me have Pepe, so I'll, yeah, I'll take those. Spencer points. also got some uh, some bench points out of it, so he, at, but when the, he didn't play the first game, I looked at him and said, well, there's no way he doesn't play the second, so you're not going to get him, and then he didn't. So um, my, I bring that up, though, because as a, as a midfielder, you know, I pay attention to that when I pick a midfielder from the other team, and so um, with, with Noah Twesta and Sifu not playing regularly, I don't know. I feel like San Jose – Midfield could do some damage against LAFC. Um, and so paying attention to, to trophies is, is something I, I'm not overlooking. Uh, those three players are, are single game week, but I like their single game week matchups. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going back and forth between the three of them. Blank. Yeah, Ashley, you stole one of my headliners right there. I thought, <laughs> the, I thought I was going to be the crazy one to go trophies this week. No, I mean, you you hit a lot of the points I was going to make. I have, I've said it all for a long time now. I don't like LAFC's defense. I think they're ready to give up goals. Trophies has been the guy right now. Um, I think he's worth the play. I think he's worth the start. I'm not even, I don't even have him on my bench right now. I have him in a starting spot. Just that's how little faith I have in LAFC's defense. Um, given injuries, absences, who knows what with LA, it's just, yeah, go with it. Um, I think Heel's going to go 180. I think he wants to put the stats right. I think he wants to make sure he wins the MVP. I, I just, I have that feeling he's going to play the full 180 to go get the record. 
or go get the title. It's 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 on him, and I think he wants it. I've got Medina in there as well, but I want to see the first lineup. Um, he's one of those guys. The way he's been playing has been really well, but he also got that big score with Tati out. Mm-hmm. So that I think he's played anywhere from center back to striker for this team. And so I kind of want to see where he lines up to really know what I'm going to do with him. Um, but I do like Maxi as a fallback on that one. I think there are points to be had from this one. Um, Reynoso is the other one that's easily in my lineup for this week. I just, Houston's been doing better, but I, if Fragapane and Reynoso are both starting, no matter who's up top, whether it's Hunu or Adi or whatever, lot up there, I think there's going to be points to be had. And I think Ray comes out ahead on this one just barely. Uh, my fifth spot's really weird. It's it's hard to it's hard to shy away from Mukhtar on a double game week, given the two defenses he's going to play. But they are on the road. I actually I don't know if I told you I tripled down on my Mukhtar stance and I traded him away in draft because of the road <laughs> games. Because of the road games, I know. Because of the road games, I traded him away in draft because of the road games. Like I, so. I'm really thinking about a, a, it's a two-player conditional. I really like Edison Flores for DC if he starts. Sure. He's coming back from injury. He has not started yet. He's picked up 30 minutes in the last couple of games. If he starts, I'm almost 100% confident that I would run with him. He got a goal in this 30-minute appearance over the weekend. I just, I like what I've seen from him all year. He's one of those guys that, should have lit it up all season long, but he took that nasty injury and just took forever to come back. If he's healthy, I would take him on this one. If he's not, I like Gauld as the backup for that yeah. spot. And that means sacrificing Mukhtar the way my lineup's set up right now. I think I would do it, and I need to make up some ground. And, Reed, because you're asking about head-to-head, um, I've got the head-to-head. I'm, I'm really, really tempted to take the New York Derby on this one. And right now I'm thinking Drew Yearwood for a Red Bull. Young guy, not playing a lot, but he's had some good scores throughout that. Um, I don't know whether I like him at home or on the road better this weekend for this one. Um, Playing in Yankee Stadium might fit him a little better. I just, I kind of get that feeling that I want to see him in Yankee Stadium and really torch New York City, but I don't know. If you're going to go head-to-head, I do like either Maxi or Medina versus Yearwood and take take one from each side and see what happens because I think I think there are goals in this series. There's always goals in this series. Yep. And with two games here, like if it was just a single one and you're betting on it, yeah, you may get that weird 1-0 game. But with two of them, you may get a weird 1-0 game, and then you may get a 5-4 barn burner. And I just – I. With this series, it's it, it's crazy. There's been a couple of 7-0 games or 7-1 games in this series. It's just who knows what's going to happen, and I don't think you want to miss out on it if it happens. So a double head-to-head here. So we've got Maxi versus – oops, I just deleted something. We've got uh, Maxi versus Yearwood, but then we also have – Maxi versus Medina. Um, Medina. Yes. Yeah. So, and I guess both of them versus Yearwood as well on this. So for me, there's no way 
there's no way I'm taking your wood. Absolutely not. He's he's not played a full 90. Even when he got close to playing a full 90, he was not producing well. He does have a goal and an assist in two of his last three games. One goal, three games, two games ago, one goal last game, and then this most recent one, nothing. Uh, when he got the assist, he only got four points because he played like 37 minutes. There is absolutely no way. I would ever pick him and I am insulted. You would even throw that out there as a head to head, a viable head to head option as some sort of crazy differential pick. Uh, I think the real true head to head discussion for midfield is uh, Medina versus Morales. And for me, I am going with Morales just because of the consistency that he has shown uh, in the past. And since he's come back, I think he has a higher ceiling for that consistency uh than um medina does that being said very tempted by medina i i put him in my team on the first draft before tonight i put him in there um but i think when you go back when there is some overlap they, they've both not been playing consistently a lot this year but i think it tends to go a bit more maxi's way yeah, well, and even if it doesn't i don't i feel like this the ceiling is still higher and like like lane five. said Medina's played everywhere. Maxi plays where Maxi plays. Maxi's, do you know what I mean? Like Maxi is the 10. I mean, yes, he's he played in what I think kind of like a false nine situation um, once or twice this year, but Maxi's still doing, you know, sending balls in and all that stuff. I think um, if, if I were to guess, I, I do think Medina kind of profited from the lack of Tati, Tati being out. Um, and then, you know, playing with him still. I, but I don't know. Um, I always hesitate. Medina's burned me before. I feel like he's burned all of us a couple of times. When you, you try to hop on him when he's been doing well, and then he kind of pulls out like a three or a four. Um, Maxi, unless he gets a red card for fighting Dax McCarty, um, you know, tends to get you at least eight. So um, I, I also, when it comes to Medina versus Maxi, um, tend to go Maxi. And I haven't even paid enough attention to Drew Yearwood to weigh in on that one. So I'll, I'll let you guys take take. Uh, no, no, insulted. Insulted. Uh, a name that we haven't mentioned yet as a single game week guy that I think is incredibly viable for this week is, is Barco. I mean, based on the performance that we've been getting out of him with that, what I saw an article today, $40 million attacking trio that, that Atlanta has down there. Um, I mean, I think that is an incredibly forty million dollars. Just something ridiculous. However much, however much Yosef and yeah. and Barco and and all them cost. Yeah. Know, um, yeah, that's an expensive core right there. Yeah, it is. It's very expensive now. And I think everything else we talked about is chalk. Uh, Heel yeah. is chalk. Mukhtar yeah. is potentially chalk. Reynoso is chalk. Uh, Morales maybe is borderline chalk. People are looking at Medina as well. Um, I don't think Barco is chalk. Mm-hmm. Another name that I will throw out there that I've just replaced on my team with Barco is because of principle, but he who shall not be named <laughs> and I will name him. And so, uh, so do you want me to say it? You say yes, you can say Barrios it. Colorado? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's also the topic of another potential head to head. If you're thinking about going with Colorado, which the reason I even considered him was because they're playing Toronto. That's hundred percent why I think mm-hmm. that's a good option. Your midfield option comes down between price or Barrios. And I feel like the answer might actually be price. If you want to go with, with one of those two, I just think Barrios because everyone is very 
very diligent at pointing out to me when he does well. And I see those things and I make it very good points to, to tell uh, Matt that he's welcome for me not taking him. So, so he's probably just more visible to me in many senses, but I think price tends to edge him out with points when when he does score, but they're both like seven to nine ish guys. Yeah. So Barrios's last four games are a five, two eights and a two. Um, And both eight games came from when he scored a goal. Jack Price contributes more and gets more bonus points. Um, it's really do you, Beard versus Mohawk. Like, which, what do you prefer? Um, and then, you know, here I think we're going to go Beard. That's the type of podcast we are. So exactly. Um, exactly. He, he just he produces more consistent points because he's a bonus point guy. Barrios isn't necessarily a goal and nothing, but he's a goal and a little. So... I, I would go price if you like if you like that matchup, but you're right. I feel like every time Barrios does well, you hear about it, so you would know if he's in, in form right now. Yeah. Yeah. Other names to consider, uh, Gressel, uh, just because of the FC Cincinnati thing. Um, Trophies was another one I think you guys like. Uh, I see Araujo getting mentioned in – in chat i just don't like that being that that last game he has some lower points and i think with a lot of la galaxy's core no, guys back wrong Araujo. there's oh wrong Araujo. Araujo for atlanta there's a midfielder oh, Araujo Araujo for atlanta who yeah. lit up the score sheet this week a little bit mm-hmm. uh what he had he had double digits maybe even a 15 yeah on the midweek like I don't think was, he made team of the week. I think it was it was Barco over him, but I, I mean he he yeah, slotted I mean, some goals and he looked good. La Zarajo is a defender, and yeah. I mean he gets a couple of bonus points, but La's not a clean sheet shout. So yeah, but no, um, Atlanta Zarajo is really solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but do you take Araujo over Barco? I mean, no. I think he's a great differential. I don't. Um, but I think he's a great differential. Um, and he, it, it, the game he scored a couple of goals, he was just getting up the field more. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, you know, at, attacking more like a, a two next to Yosef, even though he wasn't. Um, Araujo. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right, Patrick? Araujo. Araujo. Joe? Araujo. Yeah, we're talking about. The next, the next hour of the podcast is me going. Yeah, we'll learn it for I next can't. week. We're really sorry, Patrick. But yeah, I mean, I think he's a decent. He's a decent shout. That's a that's a great point from chat. But um, I'm not ready to to pick him away at Philly yet over Barco. Honestly, from watching for me, it would go Barco then then him then Moreno. But um, I don't know. I and not Philly. I could see it in the Reed, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with one thing. I think Barco is the chalk pick this week, given the way last week went. Moreno sure. got a three and a six. I think if people are gonna take an Atlanta mid, they're gonna look at Barco first right now, which makes me nervous. Um, I didn't call out any of these guys, and I've been on the Atlanta train. Just I like Philly's defense enough to say look for points elsewhere. I'm not saying these guys aren't gonna get their seven or an eight, but I think this is a week where you're looking for double digits. And I'm looking for double digits and I'm just, maybe one of these guys gets it for Atlanta. I just, I'm not sold. I think Philly's got that lockdown defense and they've got most of their guys back now with Montiero playing. Mm-hmm. I, 
but I think Barco is your chalk pick this week, given the recent form. And I think he's going to burn a lot of people and maybe an eight, which isn't a bad burn, but I think he's not going to be that double digit score that everybody's wondering. And I would say, since we're on this section, if you're looking at double Atlanta or something, I would say if there's a team I'm willing to double up on midfielders, it's, Minnesota with Reynoso and Fragapain together. Like if I was going to double up on a team, not saying I'm doubling up, but if I was going to double up on a team, that's my matchup to double up. Okay. Mm. No, I don't, I don't think there's any, I don't think you double up on any team. That's not a double game week, especially this week. And if you double up on anybody, no, I don't think you double up on a position. I will, but I would say if like, we're, we're hearing a lot of Atlanta talk, like, do I take Moreno and Barco? Like we're hearing a lot of that. Yeah. I think I saw it in our spreadsheet. There were a couple of times where we had double Atlanta, but the more all I- doubled up last week, right? Yeah. No, but last week was different. Last week was the double game week. You had the two shots. Exactly. You had yeah. both solid players. It made yeah. a lot more sense with two good games. This week, it does not make any sense. And I'm not talking about you, Blaine. I'm just saying, period, as as the fantasy advice that, that I would say is this is not a week where you double up on a team. And if it is, it's got to be a team that's that's double home. Like it would either be double a New York team probably, but don't double a New York team. So, I mean, maybe. but no, I don't think it's a double. Maxi and Medina together, maybe, but. You could, I think you sacrifice too much. Out. I mean, yeah. maybe you're, because you're probably going to be going with a couple of, of singles this week then. And so you're going to say if a double Medina is better than a single Barco or a single Chofis or a senior Reynoso, maybe, maybe, but I don't think, I think those guys have, I think there are single game players that have a very good chance at doing well enough to challenge a score from one of the two double games that a New York player may have that you don't need to double up on anybody this week. That being said, I look forward to seeing the entire, um, Dream team being New York players. <laughs> so there we go. Let's move on to our forward picks. Blaine. Yeah, so I think this might be the section I've redone the most. Um, I've kind of narrowed, narrowed it down to three guys. I've got three guys in my lineup with one guy that I should probably put in instead. But I'm going with Ari's pick and taking Gola Kamara this week. I you just It makes too much sense. And then... I'm going for your head-to-head read. I think it's going to be nuts. I'm going with Tati, and then I'm going to go Klamala as well. I'm going to take Klamala over um, Fabio, which is your other head-to-head that you can have because mm-hmm. those two guys seem to go back and forth. But I just I like the way Klamala plays. I like what he's been doing. Maybe a little bit lower ceiling, but a little more consistent. And I just I, I just see this New York rivalry going nuts at some point. So I'm taking a striker either way. And I, it's hard, it's hard to get me off of that because I'm just, I'm seeing goals here. I'm, I, I don't know if I want to say double digit goals for the series over the two games, but I think it could be close. I think your over under is looking closer to seven, okay. but I, I it just, it's just the way these two teams play. So I'm, I'm willing to take a flyer on it. Plus, I got to make some moves. Um, I got to do something different, and so that's it. The guy that means the one guy that's odd man out, which probably should be in my lineup over one of these guys, but I just don't think I'm going to do it. Is CJ Sapong? Um, he was the other one. Two games, been playing well. Road games, but weaker defenses. 
I just I think he's got some good scores in him, but he's also had quite a few duds in him as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm just I'm banking on the New York rivalry just going crazy and grabbing my grabbing some points there and trying to grab some differentials by doubling up on that and just seeing everything explode and just everybody in the fantasy community freak out over what we know is going to happen in New York this week. What we know is going to happen in New York this week. That's fair. Ashley. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll get into it with you. When I, I also like Ola Kamara. I, I like Tati. Um, but then I do like Fabio over Kamala. And I, I think we've had this conversation a couple of times when New York was clicking a little, when Red Bull was clicking a little better than they have been recently. Um, Kamala seems to take PKs, which is a big draw factor for sure. Um, but when I've actually been able to watch Red Bull, I just like what Fabio brings. To, and I, have, I don't get to watch them a lot. Um, but if you go back and look at some of the highlights that he had this past week, um, and when he is able to get on the field, he's a big guy. Um, he made a lot of impact in the, in the first stretch of the game. Um, and then it seemed more like the, their midfield fell apart more than like he became inconsistent. Um, I think either of them, if you want to take a Red Bull striker, I think either of them are a good show. And like I said, I think the fact that Klamala takes the penalties um, might be something to kind of edge your decision out. Um, but I go gut with strikers a lot. Um, and my gut tends to go Fabio. Uh, and, and again, I know that's not incredibly helpful for, for reasoning, especially when you're doing, a, you know, a, which one should you take? Um, I think either are okay as long as they both play both and I don't have any, any inside information to indicate one is going to play both and the other won't. Um, but I just tend to like the way Fabio is, his style as a striker, um, especially matching up against, you know, the big center backs of, of NYCFC. I just, I like him a little bit better. And then I, I do hear you with the CJ Sapong, um, depending on, on how I react to that Miami lineup, I'm, I might throw him in since he'll be on the double. Um, but like we've said, the double road just makes me hesitant. He's been doing well, but he hasn't produced a ton. Mukhtar's produced away from home. CJ Sapong hasn't really produced away from home um, for Nashville. So I'm, I'm paying attention, but I also think there's some single game week strikers um, to just kind of keep an eye out for. I would say Drew Issey, but without ring, I, I don't know if, if Austin will be the same, but Galaxy just leaked goals. Um, so he's definitely a striker. I, I'm, I don't even know if chat's saying it, but I'm not looking at any striker from Chicago. Um, Barrett's just like, you know, a, a man who is a myth. He, I, I don't think we've even said his name on this podcast this year. Um, and he used to be someone we talked about a lot. Um, you know, I'm sure we butchered it at least once. Near the beginning. Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, I think looking, looking at, at someone from Minnesota, Jousey was back, but I'm uh I don't I don't know if I can pull the trigger on some of these single game week players except for Ola Kamara. Ola Kamara was in my team right away. <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake last week of adding Ola Kamara as the very first player in my team and then deciding no and then him going off last week. So I did add Kamara this week uh because he's playing against Cincinnati and we have horrible goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have him there as well. (laughs) Yes. All of them. They're all, they're all horrible. Um, willing to buy 
anybody else's backup goalkeeper. Uh, yours, I'll take either any. I'll take yours actually. Yeah. Just send Cleveland our way. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, sorry, no forwards. I think those are good head-to-heads. Going to talk about um, the the New York Red Bulls one. I'll be honest. I think I like other players better than than the Red Bulls options. Um, of those guys, Fabio produces more bonus points than Kamala does. So you have some some more options there from him. Um, but they, they kind of balance out with goals and assists. I mean, Fabio's got more assists than goals. Kamala's got a, a, one more goal than than Fabio has. Uh, I don't know. I just don't like – I definitely want Tati because uh, – except against FC Cincinnati for some reason, he he's just shooting like crazy. And, and I love that bonus point potential there, and I just can't not have Tati – this week with with the game that they have because I think his bonus point production makes too much sense. He's he's like he's like Fontas for for the forwards. Like his bonus point production is solid there, and I think that's just almost a no brainer for this derby, this game that matters so much to them. Um, and I just hate having so many eggs in one basket with two forwards from the double double yeah. game. And I do like Kamara a lot, so that brings me to the third forward option and our other head to head option, and that is uh, Buxa versus Bo. And at the very beginning of today, I had Buxa in my team. But when I sat down and started thinking about it more, I think everything points to Bo being a better fantasy pick. My reasons, not just a gut feeling, my reasons are that Bo has produced more goals and more assists in fewer appearances for New England compared to uh, Buxa and his his bonus points double what the Red Bull guys are doing. I mean, double what Fabio is doing, more than both of them put together and leaps and bounds more than what, what Buxa does. So he only played – he didn't play the full 90 last week. He missed a couple of games before that, coming into the double game – Potentially, we could see him twice. I don't know. It's Arena. I don't know. It's Bruce Arena. But but I think – and that's what has me scared the most. Buxa probably has a better chance of going both games. I don't know if he would go with the full 90. Uh, maybe Bo gets rested for one. I kind of feel like he'll play both since he's kind of gotten – been working back in. And if Bo is playing both, I, I want Bo because of his production and his bonus points. So – looks like Bo only came back to training six days ago um and he had a calf strain which I mean those those tend to come pop back up right um it's it's hard to to be fully rid of them but I'm looking at this thing because I wanted to look up how long he was out for before and the poll quote from Booster and it says Gustavo Bo needs to get back out on the field and playing regular minutes. <laughs> so if that's any indication for you, you never know what Bruce Arena wants to do with him, take it as you will. I mean, he had 45 against uh, New York when he, had, when he got the injury. He missed the Philly game. He missed the New York City game. Mm-hmm. And then he came back for 82 against Columbus. Yep. Didn't do well, but still got six shots. Yeah. And got a bonus point mm-hmm. from there. So of his three points, one of them was from getting six shots, which is like Tati 
level shooting right there. And so going for Chicago with the weaker defense, going for Orlando, which definitely the better of the defense is between uh, Chicago and Orlando, but uh, has, has allowed definitely is a team that can be scored on. And that's the home game yeah. for new England. So you have that, that more in their advantage. So um, it is very, I see in chat though, it's very, very true that Bo was better as number 10 when heel was out. Um, but for they the did bonus play points. together this, this weekend and, and nothing came a fruition for Bo, but did for heel. So um I don't know if that's an indicator, but it didn't mm-hmm. strike lightning this week. I think Luke's about might just be lineup dependent based on how you feel from the first lineup. But there's also been plenty of games when Bo was getting goals and heel is there as for well. Sure. So oh, I mean, sure. may, maybe, maybe this is going to be an eight points for Bo or seven points for Bo, which would still be definitely solid yeah. between that. I just, I just think, I mean, you can look at at those with with who's going to take points away from whom when they're playing. Get both of them, and then you're going to be getting points from from all ends, yeah. heel and bow, not bow and Busca. Um, but I just feel like all of the information we have is more production in fewer minutes, and the better bonus point production yeah. points towards bow being the better pick in a head to head like that. Sure. Otherwise, we're talking gut, and I don't know how to quantify gut. Yeah for for advice which is totally fine i mean it's a legit don't get me wrong it's a legit fantasy thing like my gut go for it um i just can't give you anything to back up gut read um i wanted to put Bo into my lineup at first uh like double game week this is great oh wait he's been hurt and so i dumped him out i think he plays Mm -hmm. in some capacity in both games don't know if he starts Mm -hmm. both games don't know how much arena wants to protect him because he is so good i just I like Buxa a lot, but I think Buxa's ceiling is around the seven or an eight. I just, I don't, I don't see much more than that. I don't see a double goal game from Buxa here. I think there's better options this week in other games, single game week players, whatever. I like CJ over both of them. If we're talking a healthy bow who I expected to start both games, hundred percent in my lineup. But I don't think we're dealing with a healthy bow that's going to start both games. I think he's going to rotate. Yeah. And I absolutely don't think that CJ is a better option than a Buxa than if you're looking at, at that. I I think you'd be generous to say I mean, CJ has some double digit games for sure, but so does Bo and so does Buxa. I think you'd be generous to say that an average expectation for what you might get from CJ is higher than seven or eight, maybe eight or nine, if you're being generous. But I, I would say that's an apples to apples pick for a player on the road on a team that traditionally doesn't do as well on the road. Oh yeah. And, and, it, and some of that's gut feeling. Um, I think CJ's ceiling is much higher than Buxa's. Given the given the matchups, given that first game, as Chats told us, is no LGP, no Fagal for Miami. I think the potential is there. I like the two chances for that. I could see Buxa rotating one of those games. Uh, Bunbury and Buxa started up top. Buxa and Bo have started up top. Um, Bunbury and somebody else have started up top. And Buxa and Bo have both been out, I think, at one point. Arena has rotated these guys, protected these guys. I don't know 100% what's up with this team. I just, it's hard for me to get behind a team like this with this type of rotation. I'm not the biggest Buxa fan. I think he is definitely a second player. And 
if it, like I said, if it was a healthy bow, I'm 100% behind him for both games. But it's not. And I could just see rotation. I expect Bunbury to start one of those. I could see Buxa on the bench for one of those to start. So it's, it's really hard for me. And that's why I'm kind of shying away from it. Is I just don't know what's going to happen. Now, if I sure. see Bo starting that first game and I like the matchup, then sure. But the matchup I really want is home to Orlando without Antonio Carlos. And we don't get to see that lineup. And that's sure. my big problem. Sure. The road game, Colorado or Chicago's defense isn't great, but they can be good when they get together. And I just, you never know what Chicago's going to give you. And so it's really hard to hope that you get the second game right when you don't trust the first game very much. For sure. Well, I think we have given a lot of options for uh, the head to heads with the forward. So I hope that is helpful for anybody. Let's wrap this up with our captain picks. Blaine. Um, I'm going all out. I'm going to really, really go in with the Derby. Um, I've got to make up some ground. It's Tati this week. Ashley. Yeah, I want to do Tati. I really, really do. And not, not just to make up ground. There's been a couple times this year where I said, gosh, should I do Tati this week? And I didn't. And he would have been a much better choice than whoever I ended up with. Um, but I think depending on what that first lineup looks like, I think I might go back to heal. It's definitely not ACG, you know, always captain heal yet. Um, but I, but I think I might give it back to him. He's looked so good since he's come back from injury points production wise. Um, and no one else really jumps out at me. I think Ola Kamara is a decent shout. We and I both feel the same way where we hesitate to put him on strikers. Right. Um, but after the week he just had, and again, no offense, the team that's coming in, I feel like that might be a decent shot, but for me right now, and this one, do not hold me to it. Um, I, I think I'm going to have it on heel. Uh, for me, I think the same. I I just have a very hard time captaining a, a forward uh, because of just so, so many risks right there. And, and usually the risk of bonus by production Tati is a, is a strong option this week. Uh, if you are looking at that, but for me right now, it's on heel. Um, just because of consistency and a better bonus point production uh, option right there. But yeah, uh, ditto what Ashley said as far as heel. Uh, I see in chat, uh, Patrick is being tongue-in-cheek and saying uh, Breck Shea, no. Uh, And then uh, someone says uh, Reynoso. Yeah, I think that's definitely a differential captain. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. We can see what happens right there. Definitely. All right. Well, that's all that we have for tonight. Thank you so much, everyone who, who joined us. I hope you enjoyed the conversation, this uh, slightly modified format for some of the, the discussions and decisions I knew I know people were, were going through right now. Uh, but let's uh, finish everything up with our plugs. Blaine. Yeah, um, I talk about draft a lot. I just got to give a huge shout out to my buddy Saul in draft. Um, He's been a true warrior this year and just gotten bit by one bad trade and some rough injuries and just want to say publicly, I am so sorry for what happened this week. (laughs) He had his best score of the year and an absolute buzzsaw against me. Um, Ola Kamara, Kamala, Shalwi, Pico, Nahar, I mean, he was up on me double-digit points after the Wednesday games. Got even better when Tolkien hit for him in the second game. And 
I still managed to come back and beat him. So Saul, I am so sorry that that happened to you this year. Um, best of luck next year. And I know you said today you love it when I shout out the draft league, but here's a shout out for you. You've been a true warrior this year and just stuck with it, played your heart out, even when it's been bad and just love you, man. Just keep it up and hope we'll get it better next year for you. Ashley. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't really have much of a plug. I will say that even though I think it's a made up tournament, but I will happily win it. Um, I'm going to plug the Sounders going up against the Liga MX team for a trophy. Um, I think that's, that's something that's really great for MLS to not, you know, to have some representation. I'm happier that it's the Sounders, but I would be just as happy to see an MLS team in it. I, you know, I hate watching, watching MLS teams lose out and, you know, CCL and all that stuff. And um, this tournament, especially, there were so many great MLS teams in it that um, just, you know, got beat. So um, shout out to them. And I hope that they can, they can win a trophy against uh, a league MX team. Uh, as for me, I didn't make this announcement at the top, but uh, Patreon swag has gone out the first wave uh, the, the one and the $3 uh, donors, their tier has, has gone out uh, uh, the $3 did include uh, the, uh, sorry, not the, not the three, the three and the $5. Uh, the $5 did include the mask, the MLS fantasy boss face mask right there. Very stylish as well as of course, my fantasy boss sticker. It is smaller this year and that is not a price thing, not a by design thing. That is, I just put in the wrong dimensions. So slightly smaller sticker this year, but still a good sticker nonetheless. And of course, uh, for the higher tiers, we do have the, little net gator that you can be rocking right there and some secret swag that's going out to the higher tiers as well. Uh, I said the, I got most of the, the mailers for the, the stickers and stuff at the beginning and I had to get some bigger packaging for some of the other stuff. Um, my, my uh, current packaging wasn't doing so well getting some masks in there, but uh, that has gone out. Otherwise, keep on checking out MLSFantasyBoss.com for the articles that come out. Head over to r slash fantasy. No, wait, we don't do that anymore. We don't do Reddit. We do Discord. Head over to Discord, uh, MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord as the easy way to find out how to join that community. It's an amazing community. Uh, and if you join, you can also participate in our weekly player rankings poll, which is very popular this year. I'm very pleased with how that's going. Um but that is all that I have for tonight. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And as always, good luck. Um.